Welcome back to Rider Dice, an actual play Savage Worlds podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Mena, and welcome to my right, as always, Connor Fitzgerald. Hello, Internet. Connor here. I play Scritch the Cat. That's what I do. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, uh-huh. Token Studios. Token Studios. Wow. Yes, that's right. Wait, I changed my whole Instagram thing. Yeah, you it's should been really a while. tell people. Yeah. yeah, so you can find me at Token Studios with two Ks. Way easier to spell than Ouroboros Studios. Thank you. We will put it below so that you guys can just read it instead of having to... Uh, right here, hear my voice. Yeah. To my to my right is Lewis Young. Hey everyone, it's Lewis Young. You can find me online at Twitter at LWS Young. And today I will be playing Ractor Zarno. Like every other day. And seated to my right is Tari Miller, <laughs> since we're introducing the cast now. I really, oh, yeah. You know, I really enjoyed just that you guys all said who was to your right. It's good. No, um, I, thank you. Thank you, Lewis. Uh, as, as the fine gentleman said, I'm Tari J. Miller. I play Hinta, the Possessor. You can find me at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y on Instagram and Twitter. And to my right is... Andrew Minna. That's me, guys. Back to the top. So, uh, welcome back to the show. It's been a moment since we were able to record and since we posted an episode. So, uh, some stuff has happened uh, since the last time. Last time on the show, we uh, went to the bar frequented by Jets and were able to put sort of a, uh, a feeler out. So, Keani the bartender is going to reach out to you guys when Jets shows up. Um, how long do you guys think that takes? Uh, just curious. Just <clears throat> one hour, <laughs> two hours, probably thirty like, minutes, probably, three days, probably like a day. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. It's a fair compromise. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that works. So, um, after you guys leave the bar and return to the cruise control, I think you guys have a moment on the ship um, where you just you know that it's a waiting game. Um, not much is going to happen. I think a day passes. And in the morning, Ractor, a nasty realization comes over you. Um, it's a day that you kind of don't necessarily... S- I mean, actually, you tell me. Um, this is your birthday. <gasps> now, Scritch probably doesn't know. I'm guessing that Ractor doesn't share his birthday with people. Um, he may not even celebrate it at all. Or he may be even, like, revile it and try to, like, hide its, uh, its, its thing from everybody. What do, what do you think a typical birthday for Ractor looks like? Um, I now don't that he's out and about in the world, think he really had birthdays as a kid, since he was kind of uh, more being sent on clandestine assassination missions and right. the like. Uh, and I think, like, for somebody who's like very largely cybernetic at this point, his body probably probably doesn't really even age in the same way as a sure. lot of people's. So I, I think it's definitely like a thing he doesn't like to think about. Okay. It's a thing that connects him to a humanity that he doesn't feel connected to anymore? Yeah, sort okay. of. Cool. To a family that he doesn't really want to be a part of anymore. So you wake up in the morning, you kind of like heave your legs off the bed and remember like that this is that weird day that maybe you found out like how did you how do you think you found out? Do you think someone told you or do you think you maybe read it in a file um, that you like researched about yourself or You know, thinking about it out or something? Probably like up until maybe like 6 or 7 years old, you know, when he was being like injected with nanites or what have you but before right. like the actual uh you know uh, cybernetics were installed uh th- like he probably had birthdays i guess okay but you know that's sort of like uh, it's just a connection to a traumatic past that he doesn't really think about so okay. i think he always kind of knew about it but like at some point it very quickly stopped being 
an aspect of his life. Okay. So you look at this like digital calendar sort of thing that you have on the wall that reminds you that this day is that day. And I think that maybe you don't want to celebrate it. Maybe you don't have any interest in like sharing it with your teammates. I don't think that they know. But um, regardless, as you wake up and kind of acknowledge this, there is a weird shift and a click in your head. And suddenly, um, a vision sprawls out before you. What begins as a bunch of sort of like vague blue lights, just kind of like, almost like you rubbed your eyes a little too hard and kind of opened them quickly. Suddenly those blue lights become very fine and detailed. And you see these little blips kind of spread out across, like before you. And suddenly, make a smarts roll there, Raptor. With these beautiful new dice. That is a seven. Wonderful. Uh, success with a race. So, Raptor. No, just a regular success. Okay, fine. A race with plus four. Okay. <laughs> Dang it. Man, how, do, how do we play this game? How do we, how do we play this game? <laughs> so, Raptor. Uh, seven is a success. So you look out along these blips, these blips that are spreading out of, uh, like across your vision. It's almost like augmented reality. It reminds you a little bit of your training room where these blue blips, no matter where you turn, remain in the same organizational structure. And as you kind of like squint at them, trying to kind of make sense of them, you realize that what you're looking at is a map. Um, a map of the stars as you kind of look off to the left and see a very familiar constellation and you look off to the right and you see a planet that maybe you're familiar with what planet is it uh how familiar am i with it mm, let's say vaguely familiar you uh, at least know the name of it okay i think it's uh planets uh uh, mm, uh luke skywalker zarboni planet terror uh, <laughs> uh, z- 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 zaderton Zar- Zarboni. Yes. Zar- yeah. Zar- <laughs> Planet Zarboni Prime. Zar- Zarboni Prime. <laughs> no, I think it's uh, Zarboni Eight Three Seven. No, no, it's, it's Zarbonius Three. Zarbonius Three. Three. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So, after a moment, you hear another shift and a click, and the map within within your vision kind of like sucks back into your head as it were you see all of these blue lights kind of rush towards you and suddenly they are gone um you're not exactly sure what it is that triggered this thing it may be a, have been some sort of timer but you're aware that there is a map sort of somewhere in your memory banks um maybe not something that you have uh, direct access to but something that you are definitely now aware of um and that's how your morning is going so far. Um, is there is it the sort of thing where I can like remember it enough to sort of draw out what I think I might have seen? With your smarts roll, I think so. I think you could definitely make sort of a rudimentary sort of version right. of it. I think Absolutely. he like opens up MS Paint on his like space <laughs> tablet or whatever. It's just yeah, yeah. You guys, sick pixel art. You you do some sweet sweet pixel art of this map and get a I think a pretty a pretty solid kind of copy of it. Um, it looked like, I mean, like I said, it was in the, sort of an augmented reality thing. So 360 degrees of map were all around you. Um, I think with your role, you were able to kind of gather most of it. But uh, I think there are parts of it that you would like need to spend time with in order to fully sort of uh, uh, cartograph. Hmm. Cartograph? Cartograph. Yes. You, yeah. yeah. Map out. Map, map out. out. That's, that's so much shorter. All right. So... That's how your morning is going, Raptor. I don't know if that makes you do gives you any pause to treat the morning differently. But uh, meanwhile, uh, Scritch and Henta, you guys have woken up on the ship. It's been about a day, um, and Scritch, you receive a call from the cockpit. Um, uh, it's 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 ringing. As you go and answer it, you hear uh, the kind of familiar voice of. 
Keani, the bartender. Oh. Who's like, oh, hey, y'all's was the friends of Jets? Uh, yeah, that's us. Well, I, I just want to let you know he just came in. It's early. It's about 8 o'clock here. Um, if you guys is interested in surprising him, I ain't know how long he's going to be here, but y'all welcome to come by. Oh, yeah. You know what? If you could keep him there like it was a surprise party. And- Make me a persuasion roll. Oh, yes. Okay. You're very persuasive. I have a lot of points in that particular skill. You're like a real persuasive kitty. Yike. I'm going to use a Benny. Okay. <laughs> so I think you have plus four to that for your charisma. Oh, right? I do. Oh, that's right. I got a seven. Okay. <laughs> then no, no Benny necessary. <laughs> Thank you about that. I forgot about that. So, Scritch, you ask them, you ask Kiani to keep Jets there. And after a moment, she kind of like thinks about it and she's like, well, I guess I could, like, tell him a story or maybe, like, get him a free drink and, I don't know, ask him about this, uh, I don't know, this weather we're having. Oh, yeah. Get get hung up on the weather if you can. And she's like, you know, I think I will. It's been real cloudy. I think it could be a little less cloudy. Save, oh, yeah. Save Save not for, for me, oh, but okay. definitely for him. Okay. Well, well, you know what? You guys come on in and I'm going to talk to him about these clouds. Well, hey, thank you. Thank you very much. We'll be in in, a, in just a little uh, shake of a lamb tail. Oh, you're so sweet. All right. We'll see you soon now. And she hangs up. Wow. Okay. Um. Wait, was Henta just like hovering over Scratch this whole Seems time while so. I was on the gag? <laughs> I didn't see you there. <laughs> but you felt my presence. I did feel your presence. I thought I was just tired. Um. We should uh we should go get Ractor and um yes. you heard the call. Yes. Yeah. It seems it is time for engagement. Oh uh, yeah. All right, let's uh click. Hey Ractor, uh I don't know if you're awake or not yet. Um good morning. We got a call from Kiana. Kiani. Kiani about uh Jets. So he's at the he's at the bar we were at last night and he's just ripe and ready to go. Let's get him. All right, sweet. Uh let's meet up and figure out what we're going to do. Before we go in there, because I feel like... I mean, I think the best route is to just run into the bar and grab him and then run out. Yes? Yeah, no, that tracks. I agree with that one. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's just run in and grab him. Shit. I... Wait. No, you sold me. Okay. Let's do it. We don't know I'll what get he some rope. Like. Oh. oh. Oh, right. Wait, okay, well... Does he know what we look like? Uh... Yeah. Well, he... No, I, I don't know he if he, what I, look like. I don't know if he does. Right. Does he? I mean, well, I guess he's probably. I mean, we're pretty distinct. I mean, a walking uh, whatever kind of animal you are. Uh, oh come on! Tentacled squid thing and uh, me. Yes. Okay. So I think the best course of action would be to keep Ractor outside of the bar, and. Ready for ambush, maybe? <laughs> Wait, hold and on. Then what, if, what if we got Devin to go in there? <laughs> we could. And then Devin grabs him. I don't know if she has the physical strength. Well, she she knows what he she knows what he sounds like, right? So maybe she can hear him talking and point him out and describe him to us. I, I have heard him talking on the on the on the thing when he talks to you guys, so I know that much. All okay, right. Devin, when you enter the bar, please talk to Kiani. Have her point out Jets where he is sitting, and then signal uh, Scritch to come in. Scritch, do not speak. He is familiar with your voice. I mean, I, f- I feel like I don't speak too distinctly or anything. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're, you're the one who agree. Okay, fine, whatever. I'll go in. I'll wait. 
I mean, you know, you guys, as far as I know, had a long, uh, aggressive discussion. It was a tet a tet. Yes. Yeah. So we had good banter. Try not to speak, but if you can, get behind him and put a gun to his back and take him outside. Be more like his like lower buttock, but sure. Yeah, put it in his rectum and send him out. I, for now, I think that the, the benefit that we have being on a planet that is civilized on a baseline is that we might not be able to drag him out into broad daylight, tied and gagged, but he can't kill us in broad daylight either. Did we have... Okay, so this bar... I oh. assume this bar like has like a back alley entrance or something? It does. It has a back entrance, like a load-in sort of thing, it seems like. Okay, what if we do like some... Okay, we get Devin to spot the guy for us. What if we do some kind of like... Uh, maybe like hack into the mainframe or whatever and like shut off the lights, get in there, snatch the guy, drag him into the alley, maybe stash him on the mech if the mech can fit back there and then uh, fly him back to the ship and interrogate him. Okay, I'll pilot the mech around to the back. Is that then... too Is that too elaborate of a plan? We could also just sit just... down. We could just sit down and talk to the guy. I we could agree. also just sit down and talk to the guy. Yes. But the complication of this plan arouses my danger-like element. Perhaps. In, I mean... In excitement. There is that movie that you once showed us called Star Wars, in which yes. the scoundrel okay, Han Solo yes. uh, sat down with the guy chasing him, Guido. Ooh, Guido. This is not a good example. This is a very bad example. Right. Well, I mean, I don't understand why Han, Han Solo. Solo didn't just shoot him first. I, well, he did. Well, that's not what we saw. No, but that's not what we saw. But context shows that that's what happened. <laughs> well, I also listen. I spent maybe an X amount of time in infinity space watching this movie, among many other things. I think I know what happened. Right. So you only uh, have to see it once. To, oh, all right. So yes, after Han shoots second, um, <laughs> that's a weird way to say first. And but keep going. Uh, basically, Greedo and Han were at a standoff under the table. Perhaps we can do something similar. So we You sit want us to pull him under the table? No, I want us to sit down at the table, hold him at gunpoint, and have what looks like a civilized conversation, but ultimately <gasps> oh, is not. Oh, that sounds like fun. Okay. Let's do it. Great. Yeah. Do we need... Sorry, Devin. Do we need Devin for this then? Should we just... Do we still need to point him out? Oh, it's, it's okay. I, I can just hang out. I have stuff to read. Devin, I have a side thing for you. What is it? When we sit down with... With... Jets. Jets. I know the name. Yes, you do. (laughs) When I sit down... When we sit down with Jets, get a drink from Kiani and place a sedative inside of it. Whoa. And give it to Jets. Do we have sedatives? I I do. Hey, hey, Jinx, you, you owe, owe me, me a, a Coke. What's that? Oh, it's... Wait, is Coke, like, not a giant conglomerate kingdom <laughs> empire at no, this point? I kind of feel like they a, probably still exist it's a in some different, capacity. There's a, we have a different one in this universe, right? It's oh, we do. Macro, that's right. Yeah. No, RC Cola is, is now it, the oh, top. Yeah? I think it's Macro, yeah. Macro, oh, yeah, it's yeah. Macro, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's you right. You owe that's me right. a Macro, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Great. So, Devin... Once you have given the yes. drink, please leave. Oh, okay. I can do that. Great. Do you want to use yours or mine? Um, let's use yours. Mine may have some unintended side effects. <laughs> mine definitely will, though. 
if yours might be my just one easier. Are you just okay. giving him catnip? Because I tried smoking that once. It didn't do anything for me. No, right. I've got stronger stuff. We will use mine. I am a medic, after all. <laughs> You're a medic? Yes. Duh. Okay, I've only seen you eat people. All right, let's do it. Plan time. Let's go. Great. Freeze frame. So okay, if, let's go. It freeze frames. You guys have this plan to go and uh, have a, a less than civil discourse with jets. So the scene, the scene changes. It shifts a bit. And uh, we're in this sterile white room. And in this room are a number of children. Ractor, you are among them. Uh, two other children in this room. So there are three of you. One of them is your sister, who have, you have mentioned to us. You said you liked her. She's pretty nice. And one other sibling. Who is the second sibling? Uh, the second sibling it would... It doesn't have to be a blood sibling. It could be one of your quote-unquote siblings. Uh, yeah. Okay. I guess uh, it was probably... Uh, I guess it was more of a cousin, a distant cousin named... Uh, uh, let's see. You just need a science name for this. Science fiction name. Uh... Fluvlar. Uh, Gamron. I like Gamron. Yeah. yeah. Skibblefarb. Yeah, like a, a sort of a distant cousin named Gamron. Uh, his, I guess his father was probably like a... Um, yeah, he would have been the brother of my father. So like kind of not quite... Uh, so what's the what's the title for these people? Like if I'm a corporate prince, is my dad a corporate king? Or is it just like the executive or something? I think, yeah, I think the executive is okay. probably the term. Yeah, so probably use. like a, what would you call a second to the executive? Uh, vice executive. Yeah, okay. So like a vice executive or son. Maybe vice the president. VE. And of course, like in this weird corporate culture, you know, you weaponize your children. The ones right. that the ones that aren't going to succeed you, you weaponize them because, you know, loyalty. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, he was definitely one of those. Um, yeah, just a weaponized child boy who was uh, born into a place of privilege. What, and, is, uh, what is the feeling in this room as the three of you kind of stand here waiting for, I think, a training or something, mm -hmm. something that is going to happen momentarily? Um, I think it's kind of a very uh, dead sort of feeling. Like it's kind of a, like it's not a fun time. It's very like traumatic. And I think we're taught not to like really treat this as a fun thing. Like we, we basically don't have a childhood. So it's sort of like quiet, I okay. think. Gameron is really good at that. You watch as like Gameron stands like almost militaristically still kind of uh, eyes forward staring straight at the wall. He is like at attention sort of thing. And I think your sister is struggling with this. Uh, what's her name? Mm. Doria. No. No. <laughs> Daria. So I'm Soren. Quilbury. Ooh. What was it? Quilbury. Quilbury. No. Quilbury. She's not a porcupine. Okay. Uh, okay. I liked that one. Yeah. Yeah. Susan. Billie Jean. Galadriel. Maria. Naria. 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 So Naria is standing to your left, Gam Gamron to your right, and Gamron is is easily like taking to this like a fish to water. He is absolutely, you know, at attention. Uh, Naria, unfortunately, is is really uncomfortable. She almost looks on the verge of tears. Like this is still very new to her, or she's just still very empathetic about everything. And she looks over and sees this kind of like super sort of expressionless, stoic face of Gamron, and she just bursts into tears um and there's a moment i think where those tears to you are a panic like oh you do not want whoever's about to walk in here to see that do you do anything or do you just let her feel uh yeah i don't hmm. no I, I don't think soren does anything his, his name is soren now oh snap whoa back in time yeah so soren slash Ractor, you stand there next to your two siblings uh naria 
just flush with tears, her face red, and they just stream down her cheeks freely, while Gamron, you can kind of see almost a small sneer as he just refuses to look away from this kind of at-attention stance. After a moment, a door kind of slides up, and in enters your father, the executive. He is a very tall, uh, suited man. You can see some of these little cybernetic uh, kind of blue circuits kind of going up the side of his neck. Looks like he has some of it, at at least uh, to a point. Um, He kind of looks down at you with these icy blue eyes, and he says, Now, children, you know you're all very important and very, very special to me. And he kind of puts a hand on Narya's cheek. No need for tears, darling. You three will be very, very important for the future. You will all be implanted with with secrets. Family secrets, you see. And these secrets, well, they will not be known to you for a very long time. But when they are, my dears, and he kind of gets down on 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 a single knee, takes a knee in front of you three, puts a hand on both your cheek and Narya's cheek, and he says, at that time, I will be there and we will face those secrets as a family. And he kind of reaches out, and uh, and Gamron, like, not cu- accustomed to, like, any sort of touch or, like, this sort of, like, bond, the familial thing that's happening, he kind of shirks a little when the hand comes out, but ultimately kind of joins you three in this weird sort of hug that your dad uh, is doing. He rises, and he looks down at you. Soren, do you accept this responsibility? Yes, father. That's a good boy. Gamron, do you accept? And Gamron nods. Yes, sir. And he looks over. Narya, darling, do you accept this responsibility? And the tears are still in her eyes. And she, with difficulty, looks up and she says, she shakes her head. And she says, I'm scared. And she looks over at you. And he looks down to her, over to you, and says... What do you think, Soren? Does she have a reason to be scared? Are we so scary? You wouldn't hurt us, Dad. Listen to your brother, Narya. He's very, very smart. And he tousles your hair. And he kisses her on the forehead. And he says, now, this will only hurt a bit. And he snaps his fingers. And in walks um, these kind of orderlies, these very tall, like, green uh, scrubbed orderlies who come in. And uh, they take the three of you into another room where uh, you guys are strapped into chairs and you watch sort of as the scene shifts away from this, but you know what's about to happen. You guys are, you guys watch as this sort of um, a memory, I think of yours of this, this device being placed on your head and uh, all of this information being downloaded into your brain. And it's incredibly overwhelming. You're a very young boy and suddenly you know history and you know science and you know math and you're able to fly a plane all of a sudden. Like, all of this information comes at an enormous price because it presses incredibly on your uh, ability to understand and to know. Roll me 2d6, just a flat 2d6. Uh, that's a two and a two. Okay. Um, I think at the time, Soren, um, there is this utter pain that overcomes you. Um, during that time. Anytime you try to use this power at at its beginning, you feel completely overwhelmed by the the vast store of knowledge at your your fingertips. Um, It almost makes you feel a little insane. It almost makes you feel like you have a little bit of an edge or a a breaking point 
And you feel free to use that if you want, but it's definitely something from your past. You, you definitely feel like uh, your, your strength comes at a price. Um, I think the scene, scene shifts away from that. Um, you guys are en route to the bar at this point. Um, you are taking the mech, I believe? Right, I figure we probably, maybe not in mech form, but we'd kind of drive the the buggy? What did we call it? The skiff or whatever? Yeah. Probably just drive that sucker in there. All right. The land shark. The, the land, land shark. shark. So you guys drive the land shark. You're on your way to uh, to the bar itself. Henta. As you guys, uh, as you guys bump along in the little buggy, the scene shifts again, and uh, I think we have another slight flashback sequence where we watch Henta. You are in this enormous, um, very sort of uh, uh, blobular room. It's got kind of this very strange architecture, like maybe architecture of some sort of alien race, maybe who has a fondness for tentacles. Um, okay. And this large, as any, as any good race does, as any good race does, you can is, tell by the architecture. Are all, yeah, all the texture is like. I think this is the tentacle person who did this. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. lot of sort of uh, round figures, a lot of sort of like circular architecture, and uh, it's all very purple. It's all very purple. Okay. Um, you stand in front of a council of five, five other philosophers. Um, these are sort of the leaders of your guys' culture. These five are ancient. Um, they often are referred to as, as those before time. Um, so y- you have an enormous respect for them, or maybe you have an enormous sort of chip on your shoulder to be better than them. Um, one or both, but they bring, you, they bring you forward and they say, Henta, you have committed a great crime against our people. What is that crime, Henta? Mm. Took his dick out in public. That's true. Played Kingdom Hearts with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the ultimate crime. Uh, yeah. Ultimate they're, crime. They're like <laughs> Final Fantasy only. Um. <laughs> yeah, they're real. They're real loyal. No. Um, I would say that like if there was anything that Hinta would have done, uh, tax fraud. It would be yeah. It was tax fraud. <laughs> we have a very stringent. Uh, economy here? No. Uh, I would say that it's something to the effect of um, disloyalty towards the the leadership. Something to the effect of like trying to change the the way that people are processed in the philosopher community. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you know, or you do or you don't know that the philosophers have a, a base, basically a. Uh, binary system you're either worthy of um a, of success or you are discarded um and Hinter doesn't necessarily believe that that is the way that people should be processed so it's mostly speaking out against the authority okay you have raised your voice in opposition of the voidkin young Henta. you have proven yourself to be a danger to those around you for this reason and this reason alone, we can no longer welcome you on this ship. You are to be processed and sentenced. You can't keep us silent forever. We can't be a society that evolves and only to be held down by people who don't progress. Each member of the council raises a single tentacle up, sort of as a a hush sort of uh, gesture. And as they do, they say, Henta, 
you must understand. The voice of the philosophers is that of many voices. We sing together, or we do not sing at all. And they look down to you and they say, Your discordance cannot be tolerated. Do you understand? I do not. And that is why you must be processed. And they kind of, uh, they start to turn. <laughs> they start to turn away as this thing is over. But it does seem like, Henta, you, you have a lot of energy here. And obviously your, you know, uh, future is at stake. Do you do anything in this moment, in this council room, with these five in front of you? There are a couple of guards behind you at each of the, uh, at the, each side of the door, sort of like minding the fort. You think that they'll probably escort you to wherever it is, is your ultimate fate. Uh, is Hinta shackled? Is what is? No, you're. Ju- you, I think there is a, a honor system here among the among the voidkin. Um, I think that Hinta would probably plead towards everyone else in the room, um, something to the effect of, "You can't agree with this, everyone. The council is wrong. It's time that we had a change in leadership." Make me a persuasion roll. I got a two. Oh, because it's a or no, it's a. Is it minus two or minus one? Uh, if you don't have anything in there, I think it's uh, minus two. You also have minus two charisma. Okay, so I got a. I got a one. All right. Did, did I persuade them? Did I do it? <laughs> did I do it right? Come on, you guys, be the, cool. You watch the stoic faces of these other voidkin look at you with the, these fishy faces that just kind of say, no, unfortunately, no. And they watch as these two guards come up to you and uh, put a couple tentacles on your shoulders and uh, turn you and guide you out of that room and towards the ultimate destination of a, of a cage that you will share with a couple other philosophers that we'll meet in the mini-episode. Hooray! Yeah! Cut back to the buggy. So you guys are, are, are plopping along on this buggy. Um, Ractor, are you the one that's going to kind of try to take the lights out or do some sort of, like, hacking at the building itself? Um, I mean, did you guys want to go with that plan? I think, I think we, we were going to I think oh, we were gonna meet with him. you guys were just going to do the Greedo thing. And Yeah. Okay. Uh, we could have somebody, like, outside waiting to do that in case it gets hairy, but... Also a good plan? I believe I don't know. that you were to wait outside. All right. Correct. Uh, that's a good point. Well, wait, 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 wait. If I think, hear me out. If we're going to be talking about your potential stake in this, and we're already kind of at a point of neutrality, supposedly, okay. maybe you should be there. Maybe, but I feel like, based on what I understand of bounty hunters, it would be weird if your mark walked into a bar. I think it would cause suspicion. And we're sure that he knows what you look like now. He knew how to find me. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I'm not trying to exclude you. I'll Ractor. pretend to be Ractor. Okay. I will I will I'm also Ractor. Hey, I'm hey. Ractor. Swords. Hey, look guys. at me, my I'm hey. working out, but I have cybernetics, so hey. what am I growing? I muscles? Ractor. I don't know. Look at me. I still have muscles. Fight, fight, fight. Work, man. fight. You guys are fight. you guys are poking Ractor's muscles in the buggy yeah. as you <laughs> while I'm driving. As you're like, driving, fight, fight. Oh shit! And as you 
as you uh, go along the street, you guys see, you guys kind of pass like a, like a sort of Times Square area of this metropolitan area, and you see this enormous screen on which Ractor is suddenly a very familiar face as the uh, sort of sable silver-haired man that you once called father um, is, is, is there in all his glory. And you see him speaking out to people, and uh, there, uh, th- what he says is, uh, is booming throughout the town. And you can hear him say, I simply wish my son safely returned, for which there is quite a handsome reward. And then you watch as a number flashes on the screen, 100 million credits. Um, you need a mask. My souls, my souls, my souls. The, the face gets closer. You watch as it gets to a close-up. And you can see, maybe to you, some sort of crocodile tears, but like... This man is welling up. He's pulling all the emotional strings here. And he's saying, please, won't someone tell me where my son has gone? Is there a picture of me? Um, a- after he says that, bloom, Ractor, your face pops up on the screen. The most recent photo he would have. So, so it, it's, not, it's not from the last year. It's probably from a year prior. But it's still very, it's recent enough to look like you. Okay. Um, so like even in account of like... Uh... You know, blue hair and cosmetic changes and things like I think that. Maybe you don't have blue hair. Maybe you have your natural hair color if it's black or if it's whatever it is. Okay. Um, but other than that, you st- it, the cybernetics are there. Like, it mm. looks like you. Well, it's, it's a photo he would have. Maybe even a file photo that he uh, has taken every year sort of thing to track mm-hmm. your progress. Yeah. Okay. And, so. I'm ge- and I'm guessing we all notice this. I think so. I think he watches, like, this man you don't know with kind of, like, gray hair and sort of super blue eyes. Like a real Ray Weiss sort of guy. Just definitely um, kind of speaks, uh, like, soulfully. And then suddenly a picture of Raptor appears on the screen next to him. A little picture in picture. Damn. Really took the milk carton technique to a whole new level there. That is... What's a milk carton? Tear wrenching. Yeah. Oh, check this out. So milk <laughs> used to not be in those squeezable tubes. It was actually in these like cartons of plastic. Sounds inefficient. It yeah. was highly inefficient. Anyway. But... Okay. Maybe so... I shouldn't go into that bar. Or yes. Does this mean maybe I should? Wait, is that you? Yeah, dude. Oh, I honestly thought that was just another guy. No? No, that's... Humans no. don't all... Okay. I mean, hey, look, I get it. Do do we, when we leave a room, does it look like we stop existing? No, I don't have, I don't lack object permanence, okay? (laughs) I I just, one of his defining characters is his blue hair. I didn't know they were the same. Excuse me. I get it. You are colorblind. I understand. No. Wait, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I am actually colorblind. Um, Rector. I think you may need to wear a mask moving forward. You are too conspicuous. Um, so as part of my combat armor, I would have yes. like a helmet, I assume, that okay. could sort of like just close around my face. Although that might be conspicuous in another way. It's so a little conspicuous. In combat I armor. mean, you did the la- like last time you went to this bar, you had, a he- I think, this same helmet on. And you were saying that you were an alien that required it to breathe. Oh, right. Oh. Yeah, so, so this actually this oh. actually tracks pretty well. So that's what well. you did last time. You could do it again, though that said... You don't know how much information Jets has on you. You don't know how well he's familiar with, especially if um, if your father is somehow in, involved with Jets getting you back or whatever. It seems like he may have more information than he's letting you know. Um, yeah, maybe just like keep an open channel okay. and uh, I'll maybe wait in the alley and try and see if I can get into like 
I assume, uh, so like maybe I'm assuming too much, but like do computers control like a lot of like the fixtures in most places Absolutely. on advanced planets? Uh, so it's, smart it's, plugs everywhere. So it's like a thing that I could theoretically like hack into the Wi-Fi or something. Absolutely. You'd be able, I mean, if you're trying to hack into the power grid so that you can control or turn off the lights or mm -hmm. play with that that way, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think most things are hooked up to a computer generator so that, you know, you can essentially hack into them. This is basically Jurassic Park. Okay. Cool. Do we have a little, like, hollow projector? Because maybe we can, uh, maybe we can, even if you're outside, we can essentially, like, have a little hologram of you that you can interact with jets and be like, He's thirty light years away. Blah blah blah. I'll say I'll say a hollow projector would probably be very expensive if yeah. you have one. I think if you have one, it's it's attached to Wilson. Okay. Could we also just like patch him into communications? Or like I was gonna say, and, and could just we play my voice? Yeah. yeah, we can do that. Yes, you cool. totally could. All right. I think Wilson also being your robot probably has a lot of you recorded. You know, for quality purposes. Mm. Mm. Quality assurance purposes. <laughs> that sounds like a sex. thing. That does sound like a sex thing. Yeah. Sure. Our, our companions are not sexual in nature only. Lewis, come on. Seriously. Come on. Rackner. Rackner's like, I just like hearing my own voice when I have sex. I just like it. <laughs> oh, who doesn't? All right, so let's get, let's get in there. Let's do this thing. All right. Okay, you arrive at the bar. Um, Rackner, you find your place in the back. You're right next to both the back door and this large panel of uh, circuitry, which will require some like opening to get into. But once you're in, you think you'll probably have a pretty easy time of hacking. Um, uh, you two go in the front of the bar. Are you t you're taking with, Wilson with Devin? I, or, I don't or know with Wilson. I thought we were just gonna patch uh, your voice through. I don't know if we need Wilson. Wilson, we Wilson, if you want to do the voice thing, Devin, if you just want to do the sedatives thing. Let's we we need Devin for the sedatives. I think we should take Wilson just for like extra. He has a a rocket like, punch like thing muscles. now. Muscles, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Just he for has a hydraulic punch. Yeah, so just for extra uh, like muscle because hint ain't fighting. Hint yeah. don't do that. That's not hint a thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a thing maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So we have Wilson and Devin. Okay. Devin will point out jets. We'll bring him to a table, and then the, the conversation begins. Okay, yeah. So it pretty much goes that quickly. You guys walk in. Kiani is there, and uh, she sees you guys. And uh, as soon as she sees you, Scritch, since you're the party that she's been mostly talking to, she points over in the corner where you see a man sitting alone with his back to you, um, sipping a drink in a highball glass. All right, Devin, you go to the bar. I will it, make a signal when you have to come over. Okay, and is there a drink I should get or just anything? Um... Whatever he got before. Get I him like... a wine spritzer. No, you're uh, right. It should be whatever he got before. Okay. Um, I'll have one of what he's having. And she like uh, asks the, for the bartender. And then she grabs the drink and just sits there and is like, I'll be ready. And she just, uh, you know, takes right. a moment to put the, the sedative in there. And she's like, okay. This The signal will be me coughing up a hairball violently. Uh, okay. Yeah. I know what that looks like. Cool. Yeah, I bet you do. All right. And you made that so sexual. Not sexual. In nature at all, <laughs> and we'll and I guess we'll go over to the table with jets. Um, make me a notice roll as the two of you walk over to the table, or the three of you, you two and Wilson, walk over to the table that Jets sits at. Ooh, roll it again. Oh, roll it again. Oh, roll it again. Whoa. Roll it one more time. Jesus. <laughs> roll it again. <laughs> Oh my god! How many? That was thirty-three. Holy, Holy moly! You got a thirty-three. That was was that five fives, yeah. five sixes, five sixes in a row. Wow! Everyone, 
that's that's madness. Um, you see through his soul. You see the man Jets used to be. <laughs> oh my! Should I even bother at this point? Um. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Am I supposed to? I gotta know. I gotta know what you see. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. I got seven. Okay. Success Jeez. with eight raises. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Um, oh my gosh. As the three of you walk towards the table where Jet sits with his back to you, uh, Scritch, you notice that Jet seems way too calm. Like, either he know he has like some sort of card in his back pocket sort of thing that he's not uh, making you aware of, or he, he just doesn't feel da- at danger here. Um, Henta. Yeah. As you um, as you walk slowly over to the table, the world seems to kind of like unfold in front of you. And suddenly, as time slows down and you're able to see like a fly buzzing in the air as it kind of crosses your path, you feel a threatening presence from your left and your right. And with quick glances, you're able to surmise that there are two gentlemen in these black trench coats with sort of exactly the same facial hair they have a sort of van dyke just a perfect little uh very triangular goatee a little soul patch and everything um and black hair the two of them look like they uh have their eyes on the two of you and are watching you and they stand in kind of either corner of the room far away from you um their gaze is very threatening and as you look over them you notice lumps in their clothes that to you denote some sort of weapon that they are hiding. Um, So you see these two armed men with goatees in black trench coats standing in either corner of the bar behind you with a sort of threatening presence. You don't know exactly what their intention is, but you don't think it's good. And you think that they are some way involved in jets. Um, That's all you see as the world unfolds in front of you. Yeah. And you make your way to the table. Like, threatening presence as in, like, their hands are already on their weapons, or they just have weapons? They have weapons. You see their hands kind of at their hips. Yeah. Um, easily, easily, except like a cowboy almost, like, getting ready to draw. Yeah. Um, these guys uh, these okay. guys are ready and a threat. Okay. Scritch, it hmm. seems like he has some bodyguards with him. They're, if you look to your left and your right, you'll see these two twin oh, people. Oh, yes. yeah, okay. So be wary of them. If need be, we may have to have uh, Wilson take a trip over to those guys. Also, maybe you can get Devin to take them drinks as well. Well, or that might be a bit much. Just have her send, have her have Kiani send them drinks with stuff in it. Yeah, you know, the stuff. I uh, does Devin have one of the communicators? How far away is this awkward now? It's Are we? Little, did we like start walking, it, stop, and then have just like? It, it would be. I think you're still walking. I think it would be awkward if you did stop or like take a second in the mid walk to talk to somebody. But that said, if you wanted to, um, if you want to like flashback and say like, okay, Devin, here's some contingency plans. I think that you are allowed to like be like, if anyone else is there, make sure you also dr- give them drinks if you want. I, I I will leave that flashback denoting up to you because I don't think Scritch would have had right. the foresight to think that he I he would probably just assume he would have the guys with him. It's uh, actually it's fine. I think that just letting you know is is good enough. And then if we need to, when we bring Devin over, uh, we can adjust it that way. So I guess in character, it's a. I think that we can hold off for now, and if we need to. We can come up with a secondary plan. 
I'm already on it. Um, can I do some kind of, I guess, a notice roll to see if there's anyone else in the bar who looks just as shady as those guys who's within sight? I think that would probably go under the notice roll you did last. So I think, well, I'm mean, go ahead and do it again. Why not? Okay. Who cares? Do it. I just care. do it. CBS cares. I okay. So that was. I guess that was 10, technically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Technically? Well, because I got an 8 and a 6 on my 8 and my 6, and uh-huh. then I rolled them both again. But you take the highest number, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so I got 10. Okay. Scritch, as you look amongst the bar and try to kind of, like, categorize the patrons, you see only these two that that uh, that strike your eye in such a way of, of kind of danger. Um, the rest of the people seem to be largely... This is a morning uh, at a bar. So, like, most of the people here are completely uh, engrossed in their drink and they're not really like paying attention to anything else. Okay. All right. Let's go to the table. Sounds good. You make your way over to the table. Um, His back is to you. So he's like, uh, you know, you could put your gun in his back if that's what you were going to do, or you could sit at his table like you were intending. What is your plan? I'm just going to go around and like pull up a seat. Okay. And sit down. You too, Henta? Yes. You pull up seats. I'd Um, like to also clarify that Scritch like aggressively drags the seat back yeah, and then you, like sits down and like, like scoots up like you really will smith this thing will oh smith yeah and men in black you absolutely do that yeah oh um, yeah so yeah you as you just drag this chair like he- like heavy ass chair along this uh this floor and uh after a moment jets looks up at you and he smirks ever so slightly and he's just watch he would have watches you pull that chair in and you do. He takes a small sip of his drink and he uh sets it down in front of him and he folds his hands there on the table and he says, Well boys, looks like we finally meet face to face. And what does Jets look like? That was my gonna be my yeah. question. Too. Jets, um he's a uh it's hard to tell height as he's sitting there, but he is a very muscular sort of triangular shaped upside down triangle sort of man. He looks a lot like maybe a Patrick Warburton sort of thing. Mm. He's got kind of like a, a very sort of like uh a narrowed narrowed eyes, very like uh maybe sun closed sort of thing. Um very short brown hair that kind of is is is, is uh, kind of uh, blasted back a bit. Um, he has just a very large sort of uh, manly quote unquote chin, um, and he's wearing sort of a, a leather jacket, just a black leather jacket as he sits here, and he looks across the table at you guys and he says, "Well, Scritch, Mister Jets, and uh, you there, you're one of them." You're one of them philosophers, ain't you? What? I don't think so. You may have me mistaken for someone else. I am the possessor. Hinta. And then, like, Hinta waves his, its uh, tentacles a bit. Like in, like in a flourish. The light splash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he's a possessor. I see. There's only a couple in existence, I think? What did we establish in the mini episode? I don't know you're a philosopher, the, right? Well, no, no. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if I don't know if Jets would know that either. Okay. Unless unless it's is this uh, Jets being like a uh, no? I think it is. Got it. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, man, it is good to meet you. I like the hair. Did you just get a cut? No, it's been like this for a while. Nice. Mine too. All right. Well, might as well get the formalities out of the way because we're all friends here. We know we know what this is all about. Um, I guess I'll just put all the cards on the table. Um, 
we we could have we could have done the whole killing thing a while ago. I'm sure oh, you. I'm you, sure you could have. You could have you could have done it too. From what I understand, y'all are very good at that. Yeah, actually, I'd say your success rate's pretty high. Thank um, you. and uh, you know, you've got your people, we've got ours. Sure. And it just seems like this is the biggest Mexican standoff since Mexico was still a place. So here's what I guess we should really get down to is is let's just talk, man. All right. Because I don't know what you're getting paid. But I feel like you can't cash anything in if you're dead. And we don't want to have to kill bounty hunter after bounty hunter after bounty hunter. And I mean, man, the dance is long. It seems like quite a parade you'd have to go through in order to get to the end. Yeah. Also, I think you owe us money. You also do owe us money for the engine. Oh, do I? Well, I told or you I'd you bill you. Or do you owe me all the money that you stole last time you... Uh... We took didn't. out my smaller ship. Well, if you leave... Okay, I'm sorry. If you drop a penny on the floor and someone else picks it up, are they stealing or did they find it? We found that money, so... That depends on yes. if they shoot that penny out your pocket. After they got shot at first. Hey, man, I ain't telling you that it's wrong. I'm just telling you. I would you got say my money. it's impressive enough to be able to shoot a penny out of a pocket that they earned that penny. <laughs> He smiles. I feel like, yeah, at that point, you you pick up that penny if you shot out the pocket. He smiles and he takes a swig of his drink and he looks over and he kind of like points at you a little bit and he goes, I like that. That's good. Okay. Yeah, Thank you're you. right. Y'all got a little skill. I must say, I've been impressed. But I think that unfortunately has to end. Y'all been a thorn in my side for a little too long. I'm trying to get a payday. And I ain't about to wait a much, much longer. Dude, look who's talking, man. You've been killing our side for the last, like, week, dog, okay? And I, I'm, man, this isn't going to work out, all right? I, I want to get in a shootout in the middle of <laughs> freaking, like, f- a regular place. <laughs> I feel like this is escalating. So I feel like I should actually just ask the big question. Who hired you? And he looks down. And he takes a drink, and he looks up at you guys, and he says, Why don't you all ask your friend Rector? He we, knows. We we did. He he told us it was his dad, right? Mm-hmm. I he, want to he, hear he, it from your mouth. Also, you look parched. Ha ha ha. Make a, uh, make a persuasion roll. <laughs> with that weird... I'm going to say with a negative two, because that was the as weird the as... The weirdest way you could have done as that. I already have a been. negative two. Yeah. I, I don't think you have negative four, don't you? Because it's do. minus two charisma. Oh, come and on. Yeah. You could do a Benny here. Uh, it doesn't matter. Unless you get five more aces again. Yeah, yeah, you could kill it. I mean, I got a... I got five minus four. I got a one. Well, you know, I got a one. How's that one? He looks up at you. And he finishes his drink, and he puts the drink upside down on the table, and he says, I could use another, but I'm not drinking something from your friend. What friend? I don't have friends. The girl you walked in with. And he snaps his fingers, and uh, Devin is escorted over by the two men in the leather jackets. And uh, they, one of them takes the drink out of her hand and sniffs it, and, and he kind of like looks down at uh, Jets and shakes his head. And he says, yeah, no, I don't think I'll be drinking that. Oh, uh, we don't even... We didn't even really know her. We were asking for directions, and we just happened to come in at the same time. Also, why don't you try it? I hear it's delicious. Yeah, you want me to try it first just to show you? Because that's how trust works. But I feel like you could just... He slides the drink over the table at you, and he goes, Sure. Show me how it's done there, Scritch. How about we split it in each glass, and then we each take a sip at the same time? 
No, I don't think that's how this works. All right, then I'm not going to drink it because right. it's let's. This game is over. Just tell us who hired you, or and we won't destroy your whole. And thing. hold on, we do know who hired him though. But I've got a better idea. Is there any way that you can just stop doing this and pretend that we're dead, or that you maybe Raptor's already killed? What if I killed him on the way over here because I just don't want to deal with it? Yeah, I have a feeling that he's somewhere nearby. That's my feeling now. If you wanted to pay me off, get me out your hair, you would have to match a price tag for returning the boy to his father, which, as I think you're aware, you may have seen the broadcasts this morning, a hundred million credits. Now, I'm not saying I don't think you have that money, but y'all don't look like that kind of money has you. <sighs> money cannot possess a person. Jets, how long have you been a bounty hunter? Long enough, baby. All right. Would you say that maybe you've generated some heat? Maybe you've gotten in some fights? Let me guess. Someone like you maybe had a bit of a checkered past, ran in one with the law, ended up going on the tepid side of, of crime and did bounty hunting, which is legal, but it gets violent. Oh, sure. Just what do I, what, what do I, what have I done? What's, what's my line of work? What do I do? Now, from what I see, you're a pilot, pilot of sorts. Mm-hmm. You drive the ship. You're not bad from what I've seen. Thank you. But so, I don't know. I don't know you. Exactly. That's the whole point. See, Jets, if I told you I called the feds before we got here, and they're on their way because of a known villainous character seen at a bar, an everyday bar, maybe they didn't notice at first, and then someone came in, someone out of town, they recognized him. I know that guy. I saw him shoot a guy. What if that could not even be true, but when the feds find you, when they come in on this hunch, what are they going to find? They're going to find three people talking, one with a criminal record. What's going to happen then? That's an excellent question, young Scritch. Maybe we should take our conversation elsewhere. Oh, should we? I am fine right here. Me too, man. Me too. So let's just get this conversation over with and maybe, maybe the feds don't need to come. Maybe I can cancel the call. But that being said, we have, and I'm going to pull back my... Uh, Little watch, I or I don't know what are we using sure. for time telling at this point? Yeah, I'm sure you have a watch. And I'm like, oh man, oh, we've been talking for a little bit, huh? We got uh 15 minutes before they're probably gonna show up. Um, so make me a bluff roll, by yeah. the way. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was waiting for a good spot, but yes, make me a bluff roll. Um, what would that even be under? I think it's persuasion. Oh, yeah. Persuasion. Okay. yeah, sorry, make me a persuasion roll. Ooh, I'm going to use a big old Benny. I'm going to use a big old Benny on that one. Benny the boy. That's a lot nicer. I got 13. Tight, tight, tight. So remind me what you were trying to convince him of just now. So I, I guess the, the gist that Scritch was trying to get across is that since he knew if the feds were going to show up at this sort of situation, even under suspicion, there's a much better chance of Jets having a hard time than us. So he took a gamble and called them. And they're gonna come in at some point like like scritch is trying to pitch the idea that he was like hey i think there's a guy in here who kills people he's got a gun whoa and (laughs) all right so you you say what you say and you watch as his expression turns from kind of light and smiley to completely like business mode and you watch as this man goes well all right i suppose if we're running out of time then i guess we gotta go 
boys and he gestures to the two gentlemen and they make no sort of uh make no sort of uh they just pull out shotguns and they uh, whoa you realize that they have these kind of high-powered weaponry on them and they level both of them at either of you and they say and he and jet says all right now i think it's pretty obvious what's gonna happen you're gonna walk out with me and we're gonna go to an undisclosed location is, understood is it safe to assume that that I've been like patched into like their suit communicators. Yeah, I imagine we probably just had it on the whole time. Absolutely, Vector, you're standing outside next to this little box, and you're just kind of like hand to ear, sort of listening to the conversation. So, uh, what are uh, what are like fire sort of like uh, uh, retardant situations? And this is would it be like sprinklers, or would it be like a foam of some kind? Yeah. Okay, um, I would like to set off the fire foam, and okay. also like set off. <laughs> I don't know if there's like alarm lights, or if I could just like make the lights flash, but just sort of like create chaos in there. You could easily create chaos. Go ahead and make me a uh, hacking roll. All right. Oh, shit. That's going to be 11. That's a good boy. Success with a raise. Jets stands. These two gentlemen in the trench coats point shotguns at you, Scritch, and you, Henta. And as, as they stand and you kind of maybe take a gulp, realizing that you're going to have to go with these armed men, um... Suddenly, a bunch of pink foam from overhead, from these sort of sprinkler outlets, just goes and just kind of falls on top of you. It's like a it's like a bubble party or something. There's just all of this pink foam, maybe a, four feet of it, that just drops down around you. Um, people in the bars like exclaim and scream. You hear the sound of bottles and glasses hitting the floor as it this foam just knocks everything around. Um, with that raise, uh, would I theoretically be able to set off alarms like in maybe adjacent buildings, or does each like do you think, think each place has like their own uh, network basically? I think it has its own network. But what does happen with that raise is people from the outside that watches the thing go they they start going oh shit there's a fire let me call somebody and mm -hmm. so like someone from the outside you have a growing crowd of people that are mm -hmm. just like what the fuck's going on in there I don't know but maybe we can help somebody I don't know. So the front entrance is now uh, a crowd is starting to gather as the foam just kind of there. And then the lights do flicker on and off. You just mm -hmm. create a little bit of chaos. During this chaos, you guys, you see a golden opportunity. There are still two armed men with their guns out trained on you. But the lights are flickering on and off. You think that they have kind of a disadvantage of sort of not being able to see entirely well. It's like a strobe light effect. You guys could try to get away or you could try to have Wilson engage them. Wilson is still standing right next to you. Um, you could also just bolt out of there, duck down into the foam and just try to like a Bugs Bunny it. What are you doing? Man. Um, I think so i feel like hinta um the moment the shotguns came out um there's this thing that <laughs> this oh thing, the pooping that you do sort of yes yeah um but this this time it is it's a more instinctual like like animalistic thing and so when he does uh or when they do um a cloud of mist comes out uh and it's in in game, it's the the arcane power fear. Um, okay. But for this character, essentially all of the, all of their fear hormones basically wash out of their body, um, creating uh, making everyone around in a twenty foot radius fearful. Okay. 
Is there any defense against that or any kind of save, or are they just straight up fearful no matter what? I want to say that it, they're just fearful no matter what, but I'm going to verify real quick. Well, you have to roll to, he has to roll to cast it. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. And then if he gets a raise, it's at minus two. Okay. Roll it, baby. And fear check is, I think, just a spirit roll? Um, I think so. Yeah. Um, cool. I got a five. Okay. Um, you watch as these two guys in the trench coats just kind of, like, taken aback. They point their shotguns kind of skyward, like, oh, shit, uh, we don't want to, like, trigger anything else. We're not sure what's happening. Yeah. Um, you watch as both of them kind of uh, a little, a little, a little surprised and a little uh, aghast, sort of like look around, like shit. What are we doing? Um, Jets stands um, just firmly and smartly and goes, "Stop standing and get him!" And he shouts that command at the two of them. What are you two doing? As you 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 excrete your fear cloud and then. Fear doesn't work. It doesn't work. It works on the two of them who are sort of like, "Oh shit! What's going on? What are we doing?" Cool. But it seems like Jets is either immune or not affected enough. Got it. All right. And so this, the setting is there's a bunch of foam. Yeah. A lot of alarms. Mm-hmm. Um, Strobe light sort of thing. Well. And then I think Ractor probably patches in to you guys and says, uh, we need him alive. Got it. Um, so a fun side effect of, of Hinta using fear mm-hmm. is that since all of their fear hormones <laughs> are gone. no fear. Yes. Okay. Ooh. Uh. And because Scritch is a stubborn little boy, yes, he's going after Jets. All right, because this is is this his new rival? What he was always going to do. I don't know if I'm allowed to act yet, but also like Ractor would be charging in in the chaos. Okay, absolutely. Uh, So Ractor, you bust through the back door, which I think you were able to open with little effort, and you see the scene before you. It's a it's a very large bar, probably thirty feet away from you. On the far corner is. The table that has jets, these two uh, trench-coated men that you don't recognize, and uh, th- but that you definitely heard are armed. Um, and then Scritch, Wilson, Devin, and Henta. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone seems to be standing in that cluster in the corner, about 30 feet away from you. And uh, the, pe- the patrons are already starting to rise and move towards the doors. Um, what are you doing? Um, I think he's rushing straight for jets, trying to, you know... Bring out the sword. Okay. So you rush for Jets, trying to bring out the sword. Jets uh, turns to see you, and you see his expression change into kind of a sneer, like, God damn it. Um, What are you two doing? I am going to... (laughs) I am going to whip out my pistol, and I'm going to run and try and jump on him and get, like, on his shoulders, like, up to his face with my gun to his head. Put the gun on the temple. Oh, yeah. Okay, um... Be agility? Gosh. I think that's agility to get up there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be a, a minus two, though, because not only is there a bunch of foam, there's a lot of chaos. And I think it's it, your, your grip is going to be a little co- sort of uh, slippery at this point. Okay. But give it a shot. Minus two. Okay, I got seven. Okay. Uh, you jump up there with a little bit of difficulty. You're kind of like scrambling, but you get up on his shoulder and you have your gun. Uh, you have your gun up and you're just about to put it into place sort of thing. Um and I think it's their turn in this moment. So you're just about to attack them. What are you going to do, though, uh, Hinta? Uh, What's your plan, Hinta? So you you, you have up no on the table, fear right? left. I, I am on I am on Jets. Great, like gun to his head. Yeah, um, standing on his shoulder. Hinta's going to use the uh, 
the multi-limb aspect of, of their species and pull out, <laughs> like, basically it's going to be one of these scenes where they open their jacket and then two of the uh, tentacles that they've been concealing also pull out. And so now Hinta's holding four grenades. Oh my god. Oh, I forgot you had grenades. It's just the scene from from, from the mask where you just pull out all of the weapons. <laughs> okay. We are so bad at subtlety. <laughs> oh, cool. Who wants some? Yeah, so you, you shout that as you pull out these four grenades. Do you pull the pins and just kind of hold them there? Or what are, you, are you just Ooh. pulling them out? Uh, I'm How pulling them out for now. Okay. Um, you watch that, Raptor. Um, just as you're just about there, Jets turns to kind of look at you, and these two guys um, in the trench coats are a little bit panicky. Um, so they move away. One of them sees you with your shotgun, or sorry, with your sword out, and uh, immediately just turns his shotgun and fires. Uh, so he's going to try to roll there. Um, so what's your what's your parry and your toughness there, Raptor? Uh, so for shooting, they don't. It's not parry. They just have to get a four to hit. Oh, me. Oh right, the parry is. Uh, just... And then toughness is twelve. Okay. Okay. So I think in that case they do hit you. I think you're going to take one harm. As uh, I think they kind of just wing you a bit. They kind of get you like so, right in the shoulder. So you remember to do wounds. It has to be toughness with a raise. So they'd have to do sixteen. Okay. Which I'm not saying they didn't do. No, they they did. Because otherwise, I'm, otherwise I'm right shaking. in between the two. You so, okay? Great. Perfect. Sorry. Got to re- familiarize yeah. myself with this whole thing. So. They take a shot at you, Raptor, as you're approaching, and you're a bit shaken. This this shot kind of like uh, just glances off your armor. It's like uh, getting hit with a rubber bullet. It hurts you, maybe even knocks the wind out of you, but doesn't uh, stop you. Um, uh, in the meanwhile, you are on top of Jets's shoulder. Jets uh, is going to try to like grab you and move you off of him. That's, gonna... that's, that's his thing. Oh, man. Um, but... but yes. Is there any way I can like click off the safety of my gun and be like, dude, don't do this? I mean, don't, don't don't remove a cat from his shoulder. I don't yeah. know, man. You could definitely okay. So try. Are you trying to intimidate him, or are you just trying to like get that action in, like before? I'm just trying to. Get, I'm just trying to get the action in. Just I want to try and like I'll like dig my claws, cat style. Have the fucking gun like just cock it and ready to go, just so he knows if he removes me, someone's it's, getting it's shot. Go off, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, you know what? I think I think the intention is known ever since you got on his shoulder. Okay. I, th- I think he knows where he's at, but he's still he's still trying to remove you. Um, so he's gonna swing his his fist upward, backward, just try to like Rafiki punch you um, right over his shoulder. So he misses. So he swings backward and tries to swing into you, and I think you just duck or dodge or dive or whatever, <laughs> and, and dip. Yeah, yeah, or or dodge, um, and you uh, <laughs> are able to. <laughs> You're able to get out of the way of the fist. Um, you're still on top of him, and he's he's kind of at this point like not bucking and broncoing or anything like that. He's just kind of like, "All right, okay, all right. I don't want you on my shoulder, obviously." Well, what are we doing here? All right. Now, obviously, someone's gonna show up soon, so you really don't have a lot of time. Right. You made your bluff a, a reality. Yes. Listen, Jets. <laughs> I want you to understand. I would love nothing more than to just shoot you and be done with it. Like, I really... I had dreams the other day. I had dreams about this. So I want this to happen. Out of respect for my friend, I'm going to try not to kill you right now. But you're going to need to find some sort of compromise. Or I'm just going to do it. So why don't, we, uh, why, why don't you just send your guys outside. Henta will put the grenades away. 
and then you can actually fucking listen to us would be awesome. At this point, the two with the shotguns have now leveled them at uh, are, and are still kind of training them on Raktor and on uh, Henta, um, who are both armed. Raktor, are you still approaching with kind of bloodlust in your eyes? Um, am I able to since I'm shaken? You're shaken, so I think you'd have to like either shake it off, maybe spend a Benny, or do whatever it is you want to do there. But um, um, you could still be approaching with murderous intent. I'll, it's totally yeah, up to you. I'll make a spirit roll to recover from being shaken. Okay. Is that how it works? Absolutely. Uh, that's gonna be... Uh, I'm gonna spend a Benny on that. Sure. Okay. Nice. So that's gonna be 11. So success with a raise. So yes. I shake off Shaken and can act can normally. So, yes. um, um, so yeah, okay. At this point, uh, I think I'm going to attempt to use uh, a psionic power. I'm gonna try and use stun on, okay. uh, on, uh, 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 um, actually... Hmm. Going for jets or going for one of these shotgun boys? I'm going to use it on the two men with the shotgun because it's a, it's a medium burst, so I can't use it on jets without also hitting a, a scritch. So okay. I'm going to attempt to use it on those guys. Okay. So. Do they need to roll anything or you do? Um, okay, so I got a one on that, so I'm going to spend a Benny. So I have to roll to make sure it casts uh, okay, appropriately. Cool. Gotcha. Uh, okay, so that's going to be... Six, seven, eight. Okay, so success with a raise. So they make vigor rolls at minus two. And if okay. they fail, uh, let's see. Yeah, and if they fail, they're shaken. They both fail. They are both shaken. Okay. Uh, you watch is just kind of like, wham, just kind of like, uh, almost like a musical note kind of like screams over them. And both can them I, have a... can I like double this up and make like a, a signal to Wilson who just tries to like punch one of them, like lethally just crush one of their heads. Sure. I mean, you could Damn. certainly try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do not? I, so how does this work for Wilson? Do I roll for him? Does he... Yes. Um, I would say so. What do you think his fighting is with his big-ass robot arm? I think it's probably plus two, plus four. I think I it's mean, a plus four. What, what's his With this hydraulic arm. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I think it's a D8. Okay. I, 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 he's not a wild card, I guess, probably, right? So, right. all right. Uh, okay, so that's oh, good so boy. that's a twelve. Good boy. Uh, so what's what's his damage with that? Good boy. Oh God. Um, gosh. Uh, remind me, is it a die type or what? Yeah, damage would be a die type, and then since he got, let's see, he got two raises. Uh, so okay, so he only adds one d six, but then all right, yeah, so he'll add one d six to whatever I, it is. I think it's a d six. Okay, so, so two d six. Yeah. Okay, that's only three damage, so that probably doesn't meet us. Well, I don't know what their toughness is. Um, you guys just watch. Bigger. So this pink foam is about four feet high. It's it like would have completely enveloped Scritch, but um, but everyone else is peeking out of it. Rector, as you do your kind of psionic wave, and uh, these guys kind of get stunned there for a second. You watch as just Wilson like pulls back and. Boom, just knocks one of them so hard that he falls straight forward into the foam, leaving sort of a Looney Tunes-esque like, outline of his body oh, in the foam. Uh, you think he's at least like knocked down. You mm. don't know if he's knocked out, but you, you don't see him now as he's like laying in the foam. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. So it's a melee attack, so that means Wilson would also add his strength. Okay. What do you think his strength die is? For a, for a fucking robot? Um, yeah. It's a bit. Million. 20. Roll a d20. I think it's a d6 or a d8. I think probably a d8. D8? Okay, so it would actually be uh, three plus, so it'd be six damage. Okay, six damage. So, okay, I think a, a super similar. Um, okay, Only yeah. there's a sickening crunch. <laughs> Only, yeah. When you, Well, actually, what you guys hear is like a, 
like a weird kind of like sick sound as um, maybe one of the glasses that is on the ground that got knocked off of a table maybe caught him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's a little worse for wear now. But he definitely hit the ground very hard um, as this, uh, I think Wilson punched him probably in the back of the head. Just boom, forward fall, splash, sort of thing. So um, one of the two, uh, one of the three assailants is now in the foam. One of them uh, has Scritch on his shoulder with the gun to his head. And the other... Is, is looks pretty fearful and stunned, I believe. Yeah. So, um, so you guys feel like you have the upper hand. Time is of the essence, as you know that after all of these alarms have been set off, especially the fire uh, foam has been set off, there will be responders. Um, do you guys uh, try to finish things up here? Do you try to move this conversation, this standoff somewhere else? What is your plan? Uh, I'm going to turn to Devin. And I'm going to say, Devin, start the car. And then I'm going to look. Uh, okay. And she runs outside and you hear. And then I'm going to look. Roaring to life of your engine. Going to look back at Jets and be like, here's what's going to happen. You're going to come with us. We're going to knock you out and drag you. And then we're going to talk on the safety of our vessel in the safety of our brig. Do we have a brig? Uh, we can just tie him up somewhere. Okay, cool. Let's <laughs> tie him up in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh or I'm going to kill you right now, or the feds will show up, or he's going to explode. So I think you should just play along for right now. And he kind of puts his hands up, and he says, all right, y'all in charge now. Do we have any way to... Do you have a sleep? Can you put people to sleep? Um, I think if I used my mentalist... Uh, edge i could probably do something let me tell you a story about a young philosopher just who had him. a dream just give him the drink <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah wait drink the drink yeah. with the sedative drink it i have a drink <laughs> yeah drink he, it or i'll kill you he kind of screws up his face and just a like, god damn it all right and just takes this whole drink and he slams it down on the table upside down like his other glass and he says i guess i'll see you boys soon and he starts to kind of fade and he passes out there and slinks into his chair. Um, the other one kind of like puts his hands in the air and wordlessly is like, I'm going to shoot him once. You shoot him? Oh, yeah. Just once because of the inconvenience of it all. Uh, where are you shooting him? In the arm. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, he's surrendered. Uh, so I think it's I think it's a crit. Um, go ahead and roll it. Uh, I mean, I guess you don't need to roll it if it's crit, right? Um <laughs> You sh- you sh- uh, yeah, don't even roll it. You do it. <laughs> you, shoot, you shoot this man in the arm, and he he hits it. You don't hear, even hear him exclaim anything. He just, just makes kind of a nasty sort of like guttural noise as he just looks at you like, just yeah. kind of like, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah, dude. In his, in his gaze. That's how we roll in the streets. All right, let's bring this guy into the car. Yeah, and as we're going. He picks up, he picks up the other one. One of the, uh, one of the uh, pens and then throws it at the guy who just got shot and says, catch. Oh my god! Wow. Okay. That is dark. Wow. I hope th- people evacuated this bar. Everyone evacuated was, as soon as the fire foam okay. went off. I was gonna say you I were the only ones left here. Okay, so this is actually good for us if it starts an actual fire. It helps our cover. It mm-hmm. really, it really does, guys. We this was really competently done. <laughs> like the drink, the fire foam. Well done. You toss it to this guy who catches it with his good hand, looks at it, realizes what it is, and immediately tosses it away. Like, he got very lucky in the timing of that. You watch as it just goes clink, clink, and, like, stops there in the center of the bar and just goes... 
and suddenly the whole front of the building has been blown out. Um, all of you just watch in here, like a ton of glass shatter as the doorway suddenly that is a single doorway is blown into an enormous like circular opening of the front of the building. You could easily still exit out the back of the building the way Ractor came in if you wanted to be secretive, mm-hmm. if you wanted Devin to pick you up in the alleyway or whatever. But Devin is idling right out front. It is very easy now to make a uh, a quick retreat. If you're interested. Yeah, um, like, what if we made, like, uh, oh, we're just dragging this guy out of a burning bar. Yeah. You know, this guy who got knocked out by fumes. Yeah. Okay. We do that. Okay. Into the car. You do that into the car. Um, just as you guys load uh, the two gentlemen in the trench coats up, as well as jets, uh, in comes, like, the fire brigade who, you know, there's a little tiny bit of a fire as there's, like, shrapnel and stuff embedded in the walls now, kind of, like, messing with all of the wiring and things. Uh, you see them kind of, like, jump to action as they jump into the bar and sort of start to uh, do their work. The crowd gathered outside is taking pictures and watching and sort of uh, uh, just taking it all in. Meanwhile... Uh, you guys make your way back to the ship. Um, you guys board the ship. You take them down to... Which part of the ship are you taking them down to? Uh, are um, we taking all of them or just... I think we're just taking the one guy, right? Yeah, let's just like drop can, the other two yeah. off in some random well, place. I don't, I don't think we even take them with us. We just leave them there, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. Like we can one, just leave the them is, there. The one is knocked out or dead. The other is has a bullet wound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're going to take them. Okay. Fuck yeah. those guys. All right. They're just Tell your ones. friends Jets is dead. <laughs> These, these two guys give, give like they have not said two words to you and they look up at you and they just give you like the most um expressionless face they they can and uh you've i think probably disarmed them at this point i would imagine that's part of your sort of thing um you remove their weapons you just leave these two one of them bleeding really profusely from one shoulder that just kind of purposeful like purposelessly like he has no reason to get shot but he got shot anyway um, as we fly away, as, if I may, uh-huh. I'm going to look to the guy with the bloody arm and I'm going to kiss my fingers and touch the arm that I shot. <laughs> Hope that you, was their shooting arm. Find your... a different line of work. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you, you kiss you kiss your fingers and touch your own shoulder? Yeah, the one that I, I, the one that I yeah. shot on his. Just to yeah. mock him. Yeah, yeah, just to be like, Only, oh, piece of only you're a cat, so you just like lick your finger. Yeah, I <laughs> lick a couple <laughs> times. Kind of paw at my arm. Absolutely. Yeah. So... Uh, you do that. You watch as this man like gives you the very smallest of sneers as as you drive away. Um, Jets is completely out. Um, you take him into the ship. And which room are you putting him in? The engine room, the training deck, the cargo hold, probably. Definitely or? not the engine room. Com- Definitely not the cargo hold. Common area. Um, I think the training room is probably fine. Yeah, the training deck. Yeah, and I then mean, or there's also the like pods that uh, Hinta keeps there. Uh, the med lab. Like, yeah, in the med labs, like, well, there are a lot of sharp things in the med lab. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> a lot of resources. <laughs> a lot of resources in there. <laughs> yeah. Can we tie him up with something better than rope? Uh, yeah. Uh, space rope, obviously. Oh, of yeah. course. I'm sorry. I mean, of course, space rope. It, Do we have anything better than space rope? Is it safe to assume rope? we have, like, manicles or something on the ship well, if we're, like, kind of... Yeah, if not, Hinta can Fixers. also create. Oh yeah, wait, I mean, yeah, we have also... underutilized that ability severely. <laughs> yes. Create manacles, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a five. Perfect. That's enough for manacles. Uh, you you make manacles. Um, Great. And are able to. Uh, do you do hands and feet? Yes. Of course. All right. You get some manacles for jets. You uh, you tie him up in uh, which room again? The training deck. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you capture jets. You have him in the training deck in manacles. Is he in a chair or is he just kind of standing or sitting or whatever? I don't want a chair. I don't want a chair. I don't want nothing. 
I want to take everything out of the training room. I just want well, it's an well, it's he, an AR room. He should right? be chained to something, right? Like yeah, right. So this is the way I imagine it. I imagine it. Uh, this is me, Tari, not Hinta. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I imagine uh, him being on his knees with his arms raised above his head. Ooh, yeah. Um, just like not even fully on his knees, just like slightly elevated, um, just so it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> you are mean. I love it. Yeah. Can we? <laughs> Can we rig that? You guys have jets at your at your mercy. He is in manacles manifested by Henta. He is in Ractor's AR training room. And uh, Scritch, uh, he is still uh, under the effects of the drink. Um, as he kind of finally comes to, I'll say a couple hours after the actual fact, uh, he is groggy, realizes he's uh, uh, detained, and is not surprised. Well, what are we doing here, guys? Listen, Jets. I need to know how much you know about what my father put in my head. That's what you're after, right? And he kind of like Wait. smiles and he's like, oh, so you've seen it then. Wait, <laughs> hold on. What? Good. So we're on the same page here. Let him do his thing. Okay. So you know that it's not me he wants it's what's in here that he wants. So, very simple proposal. I'm going to take it out of me, going to put it on a drive, and I'm going to give it to you. And you're going to take it back to him, and you're going to get paid. And what? Do I tell him you're dead? Tell him whatever you want. Uh, hmm. Scritch, you seem to have a question. I really do. Hold on. I'm sorry. I can't. I need to know. I need to know what it is. What is it? I don't what know. What is the thing? I don't know. How do you know this is a but, thing, then? It activated today, and I suspect that's why he sent him after me. Can why today? I don't know. Can we? I turned 35 today. Oh. It was your birthday? Well, it is your birthday. Technically. Are you, are you serious? Happy birthday, your highness. I'm going to go. Kind of sneers a little. I'm going to go on my. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm going to go on my communicator and be like, Devin, I need you to get those spare confetti poppers I have in my room. I need you to bring them to the AR right now. You want me to bring the whole box? The whole box. Okay. And Wilson, she runs off. Prepare a cake. Oh my gosh, this is no yes, cool. Sir, do you have a flavor in mind? Whatever. What what flavor of cake do you like? Uh, uh, uh Chocolate with coconut icing. Mm. Chocolate with coconut icing. An excellent choice, sir. Right away. If you can, please make it German chocolate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's mm. Germany? What's Germany? It's an old nation. I was telling him about it the other day. Yes. Yeah. There are a lot of recipes in some of these books that uh, Scritch brought with him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of stuff in my pod. It was you like a take Voyager. A there were like cookbooks and stuff. In yeah. There. Yeah. Wilson um, Wilson goes off to make a cake as uh, Devin returns with the box of poppers that you have for some reason. And an air horn. And, and an air horn. Sure. Yeah. It's all part of the same box. Uh, in the meanwhile, let's leave our guest in here. How and, festive. Uh, uh, I think I might need to be monitored during this because uh, I've never actually tried this before, but... I'm going to hack into my own brain. Oh, wow. That's so meta. Wait. <laughs> and what I, what I imagine anyway is that like part of his brain is like cybernetic. It's how he like, you know, syncs up with his, you know. Body. Yeah, yeah his various bodily functions and yeah. his psionics and all that. So like what I want to do is maybe like, mm, I don't know what I think. Yeah, I think I have to have like a plug or, or some way of accessing like the firmware inside of me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I want to see if there's maybe a, a hidden file or something in there. 
Uh, but I'd also like, you know, I think I need to be like probably monitored okay. for vitals in case there's like fail safes or Absolutely. something. Absolutely. So right. You yeah. guys, um, I think you guys make your way to Henta's Med Bay where uh, you uh, lay on the table, kind of brief these guys about what you're planning to do um, and what they should do in the event that something happens. What do you tell them? Um, yeah, just be pre- prepared to sedate me in case I start seizing and or I, I don't know what the fail safe is. Uh, maybe it, it'll just kill me. Uh, maybe it'll take direct control of me. I, if, although I think if the, it had the power to do that, it would have done so a long time ago. That said, be prepared to either uh, sedate or shoot me in the head if I lose control. Mm. Um, understood. I will monitor your vitals. I have recently been working on a lot of my repair abilities, and so I will see if that can come in handy here. I will admit I am not a computer's expert, so I will only be able to monitor your physical well-being. Fair enough. Uh, and uh, before we get started, I would like to use my psionics to cast boost lower trait on my hacking ability. Okay. You do. You boost your, your hacking a bit, mm-hmm. or we'll see Let if we see do. see if I do. Uh, okay, that's a four, so yes, I do. Perfectly, yes. You just... Mwah, mwah, mwah. Your hacking gets a little bit more acute. Okay, goes to a d8. Ooh, girl. Uh, so do I just do it now, or is there anything I need to... Before you do, the scene shifts one more time, and we find ourselves in a very small spaceship. Um, A spaceship that is familiar to you, Scritch. Um, And in fact, I think the the scene zooms out, and what we assume is a spaceship is revealed to be sort of a cat, like play, like a scratching post. Um, And you are the first version of yourself. Scritch. Oh, so just straight up a cat. straight up house cat. Oh man! And you have your same Scritch thoughts, but you're unable to voice them at this point. Um, you live with someone. Um, I think it's probably the person who is training you or getting you ready for this mission of yours. Who is it? Uh, it would be. Um, oh man, that's a good question. It is would it someone it would, who looks exactly like Devin. She, yeah, it's a woman who looks very similar to Devin, um, and her name is judith kevin brooke kevin brooke (laughs) brooke uh or doctor something i don't know but i know her as brooke you know her as brooke yeah we have a we have an actual owner cat situation but also the nothing training sexual nothing nothing sexual okay yeah so brooke imagine this was sexual maybe this was (laughs) brooke um brooke picks you up like by like right underneath your little your little kitty armpits and kind of like rubs her nose against your nose and is affectionate with you and and she's like soon scritch i i think you have a a bright future ahead of you i I, i'm gonna miss you and i really hope that things go well and she you can see kind of tears running down her face and maybe you sense this sort of sadness a bittersweet sadness as she seems very proud in the same kind of moment um and I think we kind of like fast forward a little bit to the day of where the little spaceship kind of uh, scratching post toy that you've known is now like a larger actual spaceship. And you find yourself sitting at the controls. Um, it, many of them have been outfitted for, for like to just kind of be a lever that can be pressed down upon. So kind of uh, outfitted for a cat, you think. Right. Um, so a lot of the levers are, are as such. Um, you see kind of buttons kind of flashing in, uh, before you on the kind of uh, ceiling panel and things. And this big glass sort of pane just in front of you so that you can kind of like look out amongst the stars. And you watch as you launch and you feel the G-force. You're strapped into your little cat seat. 
and suddenly uh, the w world fades away and you are in space. And I think for a moment, Scritch feels something. What does he feel? Maybe for like the first time in his cat life, he, f he feels whatever sadness is for a cat. Okay. You feel the first pang of loneliness, the first pang of like despair or maybe... Uh, just kind of utter, utter depression, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure what it is. But as you hurtle through the vacuum of space, before you can get comfortable with this feeling, before you can really kind of settle into anything, you find yourself being pulled through this incredible, weird sort of chasm of space. Light seems to bend around you, and things seem to be passing at, a, at an increasing speed as things just kind of whirl and, and, and flush uh, at your sides. And before long, you find yourself twisting and morphing and sort of your body changing. Um, you find your fingers elongate ever so slightly. Your, the, something happens to your, to your voice and the mewling that you create suddenly becomes words. And uh, you have a voice suddenly. And you find that you are changed. And as you float there in the chasm of space, a ship comes by. What ship is it? Oh man, um, it's a it's a sh well. I guess Gritch has probably seen a couple of NASA like shuttles and sure. would recognize something like that. But this is way outside anything he's ever seen. And I'm guessing, however much time was spent in that chasm, it wasn't enough to acclimate or, or really view like any of the stuff I have. It feels so like an instant to you. You you just launched a second ago. Okay. So yeah, so it's just, it looks like a big box okay. or whatever just floating in space. I might not even recognize it as a spaceship. Probably not, but I think this big box hails you and suddenly you hear a voice over your intercom and it's like, Hey there, small guy, are you alright? Is that a pod? Is there like something flashing? Yeah, I, I think there's hit, a little button or... that you can easily press here. Okay, I just kind of pot. Oh boy, do you need help? Uh, make a sound for yes. Uh, All right, you hang tight there, friend. We'll be with you in a second. And so that person boards your ship and realizes, it, and I think they're much too large for it, this kind of large sort of person. I think maybe it's a uh, uh, maybe it's a Warwick person, this big furry sort of beast man. And he, he's just like, oh, man, friend, I've I, I, I never seen a Tarl so small. Uh, you, you okay? No. Nah. Oh, man, Mouse. we're going to have to get you to a doctor. Hey, there's something going on with your speech centers. And he just, uh, this guy, what's his name? Uh, it is Gorix. Gorix? Yes. So Gorix the Warwick, um, <laughs> you did this. Um, he takes you kind of under his, his care. And he is a, uh, he's a fighter pilot with a resistance movement of, of other Warwicks. He's just kind of a generally nice person. Um, he takes you in and uh, has a fondness for you. And after sort of uh, taking care of you for a little while, like talks to you enough that gives you sort of a vocabulary to repeat back to him. Right. Um, and you already know some words. And you also, I think, like we mentioned in some of the early episodes, you have been watching this uh, this tape, this 90s tape of how of a cat learning to... Uh, to use a spaceship, right? To teach you how to use the spaceship, and, sort of thing. So. And, and that actually, and I don't, I don't want to recon too much that sure. you have set up. I always kind of pictured his while his transformation may have felt like an instant. There's like an 
in, literal inconceivable amount of time that was spent absolutely in weird space where maybe i think it feels like a second but yeah. to you it could have been a million years yeah and i don't know if if information was fed to me during this time or why i could have subconscious i guess like i think that's totally of culture to you, yes okay yeah so maybe he does know a little bit I think, and maybe he's just getting used to using it, and that's why he's making kind of like guttural noises as <laughs> this person tries to communicate with him. But after after a moment, I think that um, Garrix, Gorix, sorry. So I think Gorix um, kind of sets you up, and he's like, "Well, goodness gracious, little pilot, I think you need your own ship at some point here." And I think he does take you. Uh, he takes you somewhere to kind of be like, "Well, this is where I got my ship. Maybe someday when you get a couple creds, you come back and find something awesome of your own." And you kind of make a note of that in your head before you go off on your own thing. And we, the scene changes, and we come back, and here we are in the med lab, Ractor strapped to the table. He's just improved his hacking and said, all right, well, here we go. He's given you guys the instructions to shoot him in the head or uh, sedate him if necessary. Um, both of those things are, you know, things that Ractor uh, deems appropriate responses. So, um, Ractor. Do you, are you going to get help uh, in hacking yourself? Or? Um, is there a way to help in this game? Like an I assist so. thing or I'm pretty something? sure. No, I'm not seeing anything for help or assist, so... Yeah. Okay. Then in that case, let's just say that um, their presence is helpful enough. Um, all right, Ractor, make your hacking roll as you attempt to access a part of your brain that you are hitherto unfamiliar with. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna spend a. Hmm. So I mean, if I spend the Benny, do I have to take the new roll, even if it's lower? No. Okay. So in that case, I will spend a Benny and see if I can't get a raise on that. Try to get a raise, baby. Okay. So I get a five. So no raise, but a success. Um. Rector, what it looks like as you do this is you close your eyes and um. You're hacking into your own brain. So what it feels like is almost a Tron-esque. You kind of like materialize in this sort of dreamscape that you know to be your own mind. My mind palace. Your mind palace. So you find yourself in your mind palace. Um, it is it is vast and it is uh, pretty empty. I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's pretty vast and it's got an enormous array. It seems like an enormous library. You've got quite a bit of information on, in here. You see betwixt the stacks, very far away, um, like in, in the very distant kind of corner of this enormous library, a small blue light just kind of blipping there in the distance. You have a feeling. Hmm, okay. I'll approach uh, along the way. I want to see if there's any sort of like fail safes or like security measures built in to prevent this or if it's just okay. like me, you know, the hacking that I did already got past that, you know? Yes. Um, go ahead and make a notice roll within your dream, within your imagination scape. Uh-huh. That's an eight. Success with a raise. Awesome. Um, in this place, you can feel something, uh, as you get closer to the blip, you can feel something, like a, like a pressure around it. Um, you think if you push through it, something negative will happen. You, you don't know exactly what it is, and mm. you don't know how to quantify it. Like, it is some sort of trigger, that much you know. 
Is there a way I can disable it? Um, you don't know if you could disable it from this point. You may have to like jump back out and try to like fiddle with your brain from there. Um, it would be it would be difficult here because it's not a real you know it is a physicalization of mm. uh, of a non physical thing. Okay. Uh, I'll have to jump out and. Uh, hmm. Do I know what? Do I know what that would involve? Like, would it involve like physically opening my head up, or like it might? It might involve actually like directly connecting to a panel or something within you, and uh, and kind of going through that. Hmm. So would that? So a follow up question. I <laughs> yes. assume that would be another computer role. Would it be something I'd be able to do myself, or would somebody else have to do that while I was like unconscious? I do I know enough about my systems to know that? You do. You do. I think. I think you'd be able to do it. You would be another hacking role. So now that you have it improved for the moment, you could still use that. I think that it is uh it is just the kind of thing where you have to make another roll essentially. Okay. Uh yeah. Uh Yeah, let's do it then. Yeah, you think yeah. you missed it the first time, but now that you're aware of it, you can you can try to attack it. Okay. Um so you you feel you feel this trigger and you're going to try to um disarm it. Mhm. Okay? Make me another hacking roll. With your uh your still improved hacking uh, engaged. Yo. All right, that is a 23 total. Holy shit. Ractor. You disarm this. You disarm this thing with ease. Do I know what it is? Yes. Um it is it would have easily it would have wiped your memory. Hmm. Um and it would have made it would have wiped your memory except for this thing. Hmm. So it would have it would have turned you into just this. Okay. Whatever it so is. So just a human computer. Just a human a human computer, flash drive. A human flash drive. And as you Cross the precipice towards this blip. Mm -hmm. You reach out and you touch it. And suddenly that map flows before you again and you are surrounded. And you look around you in 360 degrees, all of these little stars, all of these little planets around you. And you finally see it. A big tear. A big blue vertical tear in the universe. You've never seen it in person, and you don't know how to quantify it, but there it is. Something that you've heard whispered about. Could it be real? The ley line? It must be. It looks like what's depicted here. It's something that your father has mentioned time and time again. The ley line. The most precious resource in the entire galaxy. A gateway, potentially, to every other reality. You have a piece of the map. And it's at that moment that you look around and you notice that there are stars missing. There are places in this thing that aren't quite there. You think that this is just one of a piece of this map. Okay. Um, if possible, I'd like to export it to uh, internal storage. Absolutely. And then just like wipe it from my brain. Okay. Yeah, you you're able to do that. You you take your your time to kind of put this on a little flash and remove it from your personality. Um, so you, now you have a physical sort of uh, uh, map somewhere on <laughs> somewhere in your life, and uh, it has been expunged. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you guys uh, watch as Ractor comes back out. Uh, his eyes snap open, and I think understanding kind of uh, all etched across his face. Oh, don't shoot me. <laughs> oh yeah, my gun my gun is just trained on him. Yeah. It's just it's just nestled against his temple. How was it? I got it out. Uh what is it? It's part of a map. 
to the ley line. Oh, wow. That seems important. So would, would, I thought that was made up. Would Henta know about Henta, that being yes, a possessor? Actually, Henta, you would know that the ley line is some is like the ley line has been spoke about from your people for a long time. It is a source of immense power. Um, they often spoke of it as a taboo thing that they wished not to use because their own power was good enough, sort of thing. Um, a point of pride to avoid it. But that said, it is it is the pirate treasure of the universe. It is a thing whispered about in in groups of scoundrels and and wished about in groups of scientists. It is a thing that is so not researched that it could be anything. So Hinta says all of those things. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and then. I suggest that we make a copy of the information for ourselves before giving it to Rejets. Re- I agree. Uh, is it possible to do so, or does the file have, like, copy protection? No, I think you can do it. I think with your hacking role, that last hacking mm-hmm. role especially, you were able to kind of take down all of the... There were a lot of firewalls to this thing. This mm-hmm. thing seems like it was under a lot of protections. And I think even the fact that you weren't told about its existence or sort of uh, briefed over what it was that mm-hmm. you are just being shown now says that there's a lot to this thing that um, that is trying to be protected. Okay, and then, so I want to make a copy, and then... Let me know if this is too much on my bullshit, but would it be possible to ever so slightly corrupt the data on the copy that I give to Jets so that he ends up taking like a dud copy back to... Yeah, you make me a hacking roll and you would be trying to kind of um, fiddle with the way that this thing is. Yeah. I think it's a, ni- it's a minus two because I don't think that this is like... Let's just say this is software that you don't have, mm-hmm. right? Like okay. map making software okay. or something. So you're um, in Photoshop trying to like fuck this up a little. So my thing, uh, my boost lower trait, that's duration three. So would that still be going? Yeah, think? let's say yes. Okay, three rolls. That, that seems fair. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be, oh, okay, that's a three and a one. So that's okay. a fail. Uh, okay. Probably so not the thing I can attempt again. You you attempt, yeah. You you do your best to kind of like mess with the files and put some of these stars in the wrong places. So you think that you would you did your best. Mm-hmm. So you think that it'll it'll maybe slow them down a bit. Okay. Um. So we have to make a choice here. Uh. This seems like a big thing. Uh. I don't know if we want my dad going after it. Well. But then, well, what's the worst that can happen? He gains access to an infinite number of worlds, and Zenova Corp becomes even more powerful than they already are. I just will we get bounty hunters off our backs? That that's what I was thinking. I mean, if we give it, if we give it to Jets, and he goes back, that's one less thing we have to deal with. Where are the other pieces of the map? Well, I suggest I suspect one of them is in my sister, who works for my father, and the other is in. Uh, what was his name? Gamron. Gamron. Yeah. Uh, which do I know what, what became of Gamron? Um, I don't think you know where he is today, but I think you know what became of him. He's. Hmm. I think he. What do you think he's doing? Um, I, I mean, mean he's, a, he's based a on how you describe soldier. him. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so like, I think my sister is basically being groomed to take over the business. I think Gamron okay. is still working, like, still an assassin, still a saboteur, or whatever, still like working for Zenova, basically. Okay. So you think he's out there somewhere? Yeah. Absolutely. I suspect one is in my sister and the other's in my cousin. Huh. So So I, effectively, this is the last piece he needs. Then it sounds like we should destroy it. Mm, hold on. 
Mm, no. Yeah. No. Hold on. I want to see what's at the ley line. This is a thing that up until recently I thought was like actually fake. And if there's a map to it. We've got one third of the map. Right. Right. We'd have to expose ourselves a lot to get the other two pieces. We would. But we can't just give it over to someone who's just Hmm. running around with bucket loads of money, just killing people and taking things out of his kids' heads just because he feels like it. Right. So we should destroy it so no one can access the ley line. I need to access it. I need to know. I need to know what's on the other side of that. How many infinite worlds? How many... If you could change... Hent, if you could change anything about this universe, if you could... Even if there is one thing you wish you could change on a fundamental level... To, to better, to worse anybody, you, would you want to do it? I think this no. data can help people. I think if my father has it, it's not going to help people. It's going to exploit them. What if what if we made a decoy body of me, then shot it in the back of the head, so my dad thought the data was destroyed, and then we just held on to it? Do you think Jets would think we'd just kill you in like a second? Yeah. Tell him I went berserk when I tried to access the data. Oh yeah, okay. That, that I could cut you up a little, make it look like a, make it look real. That tracks. I want access to infinite universes, though. To to be fair, I think that it is better for everyone if this information is not available to anyone but us. You have to understand that I come from a group of people that specialize in meddling in the affairs of other universes. I think it's better if we let universes live their own existences. And I think, well, coming from a place, and I think Raptor could back me up on this, where we were kind of forced into where we are, it'd be nice to have an option. I like don't, any option. If anything, that helps my argument that people shouldn't be colonized and forced to be things that they're not. And that's exactly what anyone with this information will do i would not do that i don't think this is the only copy of this data it has to they had to have found it somewhere so if we delete this it's not going to solve the problem it's just going to slow them down a bit so maybe we should have this on hand so we can step in if other people try to exploit this thing i I agree this is a power that maybe people aren't meant to harness if they have a copy then why go after you it's probably the easiest way, or, or maybe... I'm not saying they have the copy yet, but may, if they do, maybe they just don't want it found by anyone else. Hmm. I think either way, we should probably dupe them hard so they think that you're dead, and they have to go the long way. Then we can keep an eye on them, see see what, they, see what they're up to. Or go after the other pieces progress. of the map. Understood. Can we make it so that this drive explodes the moment it enters... The moment it is accessed, I I don't know enough about computers to do that. Can I mean, we do that? if we make a if we make a back door so that we can access it without it being exploded, like I said, we might need it to stop whatever they're planning. Well, I mean, just the drive. We can keep our copy. I just would like that Jets delivers the drive and then it well, explodes. What if we make them think that the data was destroyed in my head? Yeah, I think I like going with the fake reactor plan. We can try. We could make my body explode when it's scanned i mean the fake body yeah if you really want to mess with him yeah i mean let's let's try first just to convince him oh man that would prank my dad so hard that would be let's, a let's, let's put, a, let's put a bomb in the body all right if you'd like can i just make a body 
I mean, you, are, you have before, right? I feel like let's put a bomb in the body is what the was... perfect place to stop right now. <laughs> That's very good. Um, it's very on brand. Very on brand. Oh All right, guys. So let's do our experience really quick and talk about that. I think uh, we got a lot done this session. So did we uh, accomplish very little or have a short session, uh, more successes than failures, or succeed greatly and have your adventure have a significant impact on the overall story. The third one. We kicked ass. I think you guys did the third one today. Yeah, Take great. three experience points, you guys. So we're at 14 now? 14 yes, now. Yeah. One uh, more and we get to One more and more you're going to Yeah, you're going to rank up again. Get that advance. All right. Well done, you guys. Um Thank you, as always, for joining us here on Rider Dice. I've been Andrew Mena. You can find me on Twitter at, at Andrew Mena, on Instagram at the Andrew Mena. Follow us on Twitter at uh, Rider Dice Pod. And uh, follow us on uh, SoundCloud or iTunes or all of the good things. And Connor, where can they find you? Oh, yeah. So they can find me, Connor, at Token Studios with two Ks on Instagram. Uh, or on Facebook, actually. I don't know. I barely use that. Yeah. Lewis, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LWS Young. How about you, Tari? Where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Tari J, T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Also on the Missing Out podcast on iTunes, other places, <laughs> and other places. <laughs> Internet. What about, yeah. What about you, Andrew? Where can they find you? I already told them, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.